0: To remember that Um, just the name of Jesus sometimes, and even when we pray, just to pray Jesus because sometimes we don't know what else to pray. Um, Yeah, we're going to have the Bible readings now. Uh, The theme of today's message, um, which Pastor Richard will be bringing shortly, is dealing with hecklers, how to respond to people who react negatively to our Christian witness and lifestyle. We might not get that so much face to face, it happens a bit in the media for sure, Um, but Jesus had plenty of experience with it and we're going to hear about one of those instances now. So Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Just then, A man in the synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching. And with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly. Over the whole region of Galilee. Pastor Richard.
1: As Marilyn said, I'm going to talk to you this morning about how we deal with hecklers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, send us your Holy Spirit that we might hear you speak to our hearts through this word, that we might be drawn closer to Jesus, find forgiveness and healing in him, and share the message of his love with the world to those around us. So bless us now in this time of reflection. We pray that you may be glorified amongst us. Amen. Well, do you have uh, people in your life who have a go at you because of your faith in Jesus? Jesus himself was no stranger to hecklers as we see from uh, this account from Mark's Gospel. Uh, Jesus was in the synagogue just getting into some teaching And then this man with an unclean spirit cries out. What will you do with us? Or what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Are you here to destroy us? Pertinent question, isn't it? What has Jesus come to do? Well, we know that Jesus comes to bring liberation, life and healing. They say that heckling is a blood sport particularly in stand-up comedy and said that either the comic destroys the heckler or the heckler kills the moment. There was one comic uh, who had to deal with some rather unruly, rowdy hecklers at the back of the room who called out, we can't hear. The comic responded, well that's strange. That's impossible, because I can hear you and you don't even have a mic. Oh, the hecklers fired back we're shouting and the comic calmly responded and that's why you can't hear me how was Jesus going to respond to this heckler well we know that Jesus is a God of love and compassion But the man with the unclean spirit was terrified that Jesus was going to judge him, that Jesus was going to destroy him. So he says, what are you going to do, Jesus? Well, Jesus, typical of Jesus, acts with conviction, with authority, And he says to the unclean spirit, be silent and come out of that man, the man you're possessing. There was no contest really. Jesus had the power and authority to speak and it happened just as Jesus intended. The demon came out of the man he was set free and made whole. Well, friends, the same power and authority of Jesus' word is available for us today too. And Jesus is still in the business of setting people free. And he speaks over our lives once again today. Words of forgiveness, words of healing. He makes us whole in him well what are we to learn about dealing with hecklers when people have a go at us or oppose us for our Christian faith what can we learn from this part of God's word today might be tempting to make the wrong assumption that what God is wanting us to do when people heckle is to take a leaf out of Jesus' book and just tell them to shut up. Tempting to do that, isn't it? We need to understand what was going on here. Jesus tells the demon to be silent, rebukes it, exercises his authority because the only voice that was to be heard in that moment was the voice of God in Jesus to hear Jesus speak we sang about that a little moment ago I want to speak the name of Jesus so what's the take home message for us when we are confronted by people who are heckling us or having a go at us let let the voice of Jesus be heard. So tempting when people are having a go at us to get defensive, to start an argument with them, an argument that no one's going to win. How much better to rely on the power and authority of Jesus and trust that his word has powers to change the situation. His word has the power to change people's hearts. His word has the power to draw people to himself. A very practical consequence of such reliance on God, reliance on God's word, is to commit those sorts of moments to God in prayer. To silently or out loud to cry out and say, God, help me, give me the words to say, help me to point to you in the midst of this confrontation. May your voice be heard. Now, when we're thinking about people heckling us, it's really helpful to take a step back and try and understand what's really going on on a spiritual level. What's prompting people to heckle us for our faith in Jesus? After all, sometimes it can feel we're kind of nice people. Why don't people like us? Well, the man with the unclean spirit felt very threatened by the presence of Jesus. And God's word, the message of the gospel, good news in Jesus, continues to confront people today. God's word convicts people, God's word exposes people and exposes what lies deep within. In fact, Scriptures tell us that God's word can see deep into people's souls. Guess what? That's a scary thing. Little wonder that people initially will want to back off. That people will thrill, feel threatened. And when people feel threatened and guilty, what do they often do? They often go into attack. Yeah? You know? The best form of defence is offence. And so when people have a go at you, maybe it's not about you at all. Maybe something on a, a spiritual level, something's going on between that person's spirit and the Holy Spirit who's knocking at the door of their heart. So sometimes I think we have to get over ourselves And not feel sorry for ourselves and to recognize what's really going on. Now this man with an unclean spirit was terrified that Jesus was going to destroy him. That Jesus would judge him. That it would turn out badly for him. The wonder of wonders, it doesn't turn out like that at all, does it? The man is expecting judgment. What does he get instead? He gets Grace from Jesus. Jesus sets him free. Jesus speaks words of forgiveness and healing. Words of forgiveness and healing. Might I suggest that we as God's people who are called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, when we are heckled or when people oppose us, or when we find ourselves in that kind of spiritual battle, that our default position, our core instinct, should to be respond in grace. To speak words of love and mercy and compassion and kindness and hope in the face of, it, of opposition. totally unexpected that's not the way their world operates is it certainly get their attention to speak like Jesus with love and compassion St Paul has some practical advice in Romans 12:21 easy bible verse to remember because the numbers are inverted Romans 12:21 when St Paul says Do not let evil defeat you. Instead, overcome evil with good. Just let that percolate for a moment. Do not let evil defeat you, but instead, overcome evil with good. Or we might think of Jesus... Telling us to turn the other cheek when we're attacked by other people. To love our enemies. Whoa. That goes against the grain, doesn't it? We're really good at retaliating. We're really good at trying to give as good as we get. Evening up the score. But to turn the other cheek, to be gracious, merciful, to actually love the people who are having a go at us, that's so counterintuitive, so countercultural, so out of this world, literally. Because we can only do that with the love and power of God himself. And so in the face of opposition... What do we do? We cry out to God and ask, Lord, give me your love. Help me to be a person of grace in this situation that I might honour you and follow you by showing love under provocation. Sounds good, doesn't it? One little reality check before I wrap things up. What if, now just what if, mind you, hypothetical. What if people are heckling you, are having a go at you, not actually because you're following Jesus, but because they perceive you to be cold, or harsh or unloving or controlling or judgmental many people in the world perceive Christians to be like that suddenly got very quiet in the room None of us are perfect as Christians and certainly when it comes to our Christian witness, we often fail. What if our behaviour is getting in the way? What if the way that we're acting is prompting that critical response? What if they can smell our disapproval? what then well then friends we ourselves need to listen again to God's Word that convicts us listen to God's Word that exposes what is wrong in us God's Word that looks deep down into our soul And seize our need. And then to cry out to God that he would forgive us. That he would renew us. That he would help us. That he would fill us with his love. That we could be the kind of people that we profess to be as followers of Jesus. And friends, might I suggest that when we go through those moments that God would give you the honesty and humility to let the people who are having a go at you, let those people see you do it. Let them see you repent. Let them see you cry out to God and say, God, I need your help here. I've messed up again. Let them see that. Let them see you being honest about your failings. Let them see you cry out to Jesus and seek his forgiveness. And might I suggest that that may be the most powerful witness to Jesus that you ever give. Because it's no longer about you. all about keeping the focus on Jesus and his forgiving love see when it comes to witnessing we often have the wrong idea that we've got to be shiny happy people that we've got to approach witnessing and the Christian life as uh, well we're kind of car salesmen and we've got to point out the great features of being a Christian to people we're not car salesmen we are satisfied customers. We know the grace and love and mercy of God ourselves. And we're not scared to admit that we're mess-ups, because that's the truth. Because this place, God's kingdom, is not a place for comfortable middle class religious folks this is a place of healing this is a place where mess ups find acceptance and love and new beginning so how do we respond to the hecklers in our life how do we respond when people react negatively to a Christian witness or a Christian lifestyle May God grant us the grace to respond with love and compassion and keep pointing to Jesus. Let the voice of Jesus be heard, confident that in the end God's love wins. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we thank you that you love and care for mess ups like us. We thank you that your kingdom is a kingdom of grace and forgiveness and mercy and and second chances and new beginnings. Help us again at this moment to embrace your mercy and forgiveness. To recognise how much we need you for every step of the journey, and help us to then to share that fantastic good news of your love and mercy with the people around us, that they too may come to know you and the freedom that you bring to your glory and our good. Amen. Hence the peace of God.